Hi, Bobby. How are you? Hi, Nash. Very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm well. So far, we covered self-awareness relating to yourself and personal change. Today, we'll be talking about self-valuation. Much more common term is self-evaluation. But we'll be talking about not evaluating yourself, but valuing yourself. And that's why I want to ask you, how do you feel about yourself? I'm feeling good, but when you mention self-valuation, two things that comes to my mind are self-respect and self-esteem. Okay, so these are two things which sometimes we get confused about, and uh, people often are not clear what is the difference between these two. So we'll talk a lot about that. But before we get there, I want to get a bit closer. You said, I feel good about myself. Things are good now. So what did it me that how you feel about yourself depends on how things are? If I ask you why you value yourself, you would say it's something to do with goals, am I right? Yes, you're completely right. And my expectations about some things in business, in life, you know. You're not alone in that. One of the founders of psychology, William James, define happiness in very, very simple terms. He said that's a ratio between our expectations and our achievements. So if we achieve things, then we are happy. If we don't, we are not. So tell me, when you achieve your goals, let's say in your work or studying or, or in intimate relationships or any other expectations that you have from yourself, it feels good. Can you describe me how it feels? You feel... I feel good. I feel very well. But think I want to tell you, when I'm setting my goals, yeah, I'm always trying to set realistic goals. Realistic goals. Yes, because I learn. If you have unrealistic expectations about yourself, you're going to be disappointed. Your self-esteem will be low. Yes, absolutely. So that's what we can get from that William James formula. We can increase our satisfaction with life if we either achieve more or lower our expectations. So that's very important. And when we talk about uh, achieving goals, lowering expectations, so on, what happens when things don't go well, when people don't react to you in a way that you want, when your work is not going well, maybe relationships are not going well or something like that? How do you feel then? You feel disappointed. That's what you mentioned. What else? You feel bad. Yeah? Disappointed. Of me, uh, I feel down. You, you know, feel uh, down. Okay. Yes. And now yes. let's be more specific. How do you feel about yourself? Not just about your situation. I understand. And that makes perfect sense that you feel maybe down about situation because things are not going well or whatever. But how do you feel about yourself uh, when, let's uh, say, you may fail an exam, or you may not get a contract uh, that you expected to get, or your relationship is not going well, or people are not valuing what you're doing or yourself. How do you feel about yourself? I don't like to pity myself. I take that moment uh, of failure or something like that, and I'm thinking about what could I have done better, or what could I have uh, done different. So I'm uh, like I'm preparing myself to get up. I don't like uh, that uh, feeling when I'm down. Mm. So I'm I'm trying to do my best 
I'm preparing myself to do my best, to do things differently, better next time, or to find some solution. Right. This is very helpful. This is a good strategy. So you kind of bounce back, right? Yes. What helps you to bounce back? You know, when you when you feel at the bottom, when things are, oh, gosh, you know, you, you make some mistakes. No. You make wrong moves, you said something wrong, people got upset about you, feel that you failed in many ways, in many aspects of your life. What helps you to bounce back? Always have something in myself that really pushed me. I learned when, when I was a kid that uh, if you pity yourself, if you are, feel sorry for yourself, yeah. uh, that can consume you and you won't be able to change things around i don't know how would i call that but something is in me that pushing me and always have been yes you know bobby i think you're lucky that you have that kind of life strategy some people don't have it what i mean by that what we are talking now is what is known in the literature a roller coaster of self-esteem So self-esteem goes up when things go well and when people applaud to us, when we succeed, when we achieve things, and when things don't go very well and we make mistakes, we fail, self-esteem goes down. And this can happen several times within one day. So, for example, you may get up in good mood and feeling good about yourself, and then somebody rings you and says, Bobby... That thing that you did for me, it wasn't very good. I'm very disappointed. And that's everything going down. So it goes up and down, up and down. The problem is that for some people, they have no rock bottom. If you want to bounce back, as you described, you need to have some kind of rock bottom to bounce back. From some people, there is nothing solid inside them. And that going down can become an endless pit. It's just going down, down, down. Nothing solid to help them bounce back. Today, we want to help listeners to recognize that actually there is something solid that can help them bounce back. Solid below that roller coaster of self-esteem. And this is what I call self-respect. Any questions at this point? Anything you want to add or say? Now you mentioned self-respect for life. Everybody talked to me, respect yourself and others will respect you. Right. And continuously. And that sentence somehow goes into your mind and stays there. <laughs> and you see, this is what helps you. This is what is that solid ground that helps you bounce back when you feel down. You may wonder what is the difference between self-esteem and self-respect. Self-esteem depends a lot on external factors, on unstable factors, on opinions and views of other people, or our achievements. And we can't, we can't always live to our own expectations or expectations of other people. It's inevitable that occasionally we make them things go wrong. So this is why that goes up and down. Now. What we need when we are looking for solid ground is valuing yourself for things that do not depend on how other people esteem you or on your own achievements, successes, failures, and things like that. So in other words, 
self-respect about valuing yourself because you are, not because what you do, but simply because you exist. But my question is, why would you value yourself just because you exist? What is there to value? <laughs> yes. when, you, when you you know when we go back to what those people are saying always respect yourself but why why should you respect yourself that's the same question that i always ask but <laughs> uh, somehow uh, that sentence got into my head and i'm uh, i'm always repeating that sentence respect yourself and respect yourself what you are Right. And, uh, that's the most important thing for me. And that's the secret of your ability to bounce back when things go wrong. But why? Why do you respect yourself? Is there any good reason to do so? Because, you know, I'm playing here devil's advocate. Some people may not respect themselves because there's, there's, there is nothing to respect there. And we need to talk about that. Um, I don't know. Even when things are going bad for me, yeah, so, yeah, and that happens, of course. I always find that small things that uh, inside myself that always bring me back. I remember, for example, I failed my exam, I failed in this job or something like that. But I am always thinking, okay, you're stronger than this, you're better than this. This was a moment, this was not permanent. Mm-hmm. this was a moment you're better you're gonna do better next time but you need to work on yourself more and more and more okay so i think you're touching on one of these things why we should have self-respect irrespective of where we are in life or if we are you know doing well or not doing well and i'll come back to what you just said but let me suggest first other reasons why each of us deserves respect. And this is kind of recognized, you know, even people who are in prison, they're treated with some respect. So we intuitively feel that every human being is worth respect, regardless what they achieved or not achieved and so on. One of the reasons for that is that each of us is unique. Do you know how many people are on this planet? I don't know, around five, six billion. So I'm not sure anymore. Uh, yeah, you're close. You just missed about a few billion people. few billion, <laughs> about eight, yes. Because it's actually I know. eight billion people. Eight yeah. billion people, it's a number that you can't imagine. I mean, we, we are not able to imagine such a big number. And yet... There is nobody, nobody exactly like you. <laughs> this is this is something worth respect. You are unique. The other thing that is worth self-respect, the fact that you are the most complex thing in the known universe. I mean, we look at computers and robots and we look at galaxies and complex systems in, in the universe and so on. And yet, there is absolutely nothing, nothing more complex than you as a person, including your mind, of course. That complexity is so, so fantastic that it's beyond our imagination. 
said to me once uh, that there are more uh, cells in our brain than the stars in the galaxies, am I right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. So you have the whole universe inside. And also, think about your whole body. I mean, it has about uh, trillions of cells. You can imagine each cell like a, a factory. It's as complex, if not, it's actually more complex. You can ima- imagine each cell as a little town with all a transport system, with all sorts of uh, different parts of the cell doing different functions. And you have trillions of them. You know, it's, it's just unbelievable. And that's also what respect. I mean, what you have now is something unique and really, really very special. Special because of its complexity. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. And the third thing is linked to what you said earlier on. You can do things that computers or robots, no matter how sophisticated they are, can't do. They can beat you in chess, (laughs) but they can't choose when to play chess. Only you can choose that. And this is something that as human beings, some animals too, have that amazing capacity to make your own choices, to exercise your potentials. Don't forget, you have so many possibilities what to do next. Yeah. And that depends on your choice. Yeah. And whatever you choose, you will be exercising some of your potentials. So these three things, your uniqueness, your complexity, and your potentials, are worth of respect, even if you are lying in the gutter now in complete despair, and you still have, as long as you are alive, you still have these three things, and you have a chance to make a choice, and if you wish to change your life. And certainly that is something that gives you that solid ground, reasons to respect yourself, whatever is happening, and bounce back. Yes. Let me ask you, we are talking about uh, self-esteem and self-respect. You probably know people with uh, too much self-esteem. I want to touch the, uh, that other side. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that that's a very interesting question. So there was a time where everything was about self-esteem. Parents and schools were doing everything possible to increase self-esteem of their children. And one very famous American psychologist, Baumeister, who was very prominent advocate of that self-esteem movement. So in order to prove the most important thing for young people, he decided to do some research himself and also to do so-called meta-analysis. Meta-analysis means collecting all the pieces of research together to come to a general conclusion on any particular topic. In the, this case was yeah. self-esteem. And to his astonishment, the results were not very good. I mean, his research was good, but the results were not what he expected. And he published that really very important paper, Exploding the Myth of Self-Esteem. Exploding the Myth of Self-Esteem because he realized that too much of self-esteem has uh, negative consequences on, on those people who have too much of it and have negative consequences of society and other people around them. 
again, to make that comparison with the roller coaster, one of the reasons why too high self-esteem is not good is because the high self-esteem spontaneously increases your expectations. And the higher you go, the lower you can, can fall. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. But those high expectations remain high and it becomes more and more difficult to get there. The other reason is that people who have unhealthily high self-esteem, they have less consideration for others. Because in a way, very often self-esteem is a result of comparing yourself to other people. So in order to keep your very high self-esteem, you need to see others kind of below you. It's you being above them, right? That's another problem. And there are many other reasons why self-esteem, self-esteem is important. I mean, you know, it's valuable, but just focusing on self-esteem is not very helpful. It needs to be moderated by self-respect that is not based on competition, on comparing yourself to other people, on things that can change at any point, but something stable. And you can think about self-respect that it's that bottom line, firm ground, whatever you want to say. Foundation, but, like foundation. Yes, the, the basis so that you, you can't go too far down, but think about it also as the ceiling. So oh. that you can't go too up, up. Too up. yes. And <laughs> that's why self-respect actually is linked to what we sometimes call humility, modesty, something like that, opposite to conceit. Why? Because you simply don't need to anymore compare yourself with other people. You don't rely on your achievements and successes to feel good about self. You already feel good about yourself simply because you are. And therefore, you are more relaxed about these things. You can say like, oh, it's great, great that I passed my exams, that I achieved decent things, things like that. But I don't need to make a huge deal about that and go over the top about these things. So yeah, self-respect is like sides of the road. Self-esteem, it's like the road and you may be driving on that road of self-esteem. Right. But then in order not to end in a ditch, you need very clear boundaries <laughs> of that road. And that's what self-respect is. I want to tell you what one of my friends said four years ago. We talked about uh, self-esteem. And then uh, he said one very smart thing. If you value yourself well, you will know if things are going good, there's going to be a moment when things are not going to be so good. Yeah. And if you know that, you're never gonna let yourself to fly too high. <laughs> yes. I think it's connected to what you talk about. Absolutely. <laughs> I, learned, I learned so many things. <laughs> okay, anything else? Do you have any other questions or any comments? No, but if our listeners want to learn more about this, they can always look at our personal synthesis website and they will find there everything about this thank you for mentioning that all the best thank you Bye. thank you, you. Next time. see you next time